What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I am Sean Garmer and here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And we will be back after the wonderful message. Hi, this is Natalie Lander. Voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others, you are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Yes, we are here, finally. Sorry for the delay. It was not intended at all. Um, I was actually, we were trying to move the show back to Monday nights because, well, Tuesday morning for you guys, uh, pretty much. Uh, but I had uh, was really exhausted that day, and then I had a lot of crap happen with my car. Um, had, uh, it was actually really, really weird. Like, well, not weird. It was actually kind of, I guess, joke, uh, you know, not funny for the person that had to deal with this. Um, but it's kind of like something you can kind of just be like, wow, that really happened. Car has a flat tire. Uh, my girlfriend's driving it the night before, uh, get the spare foot on, go get two used tires because find out that three of the four tires are bad. And then one of those used tires, Apparently was put on wrong, and then as she's going to go pick up my daughter from school, flat tire, and uh, then basically have to just go to Amazon and be like, you know what, I'm going to have to just order new tires completely. Those don't come in until next week, so I don't have a car right now that I can really be drivable at a fair distance, so luckily I've been able to work from home, but because of that, I was just like, well, got other stuff going on, let's just uh, do one more Friday show. And here we are we're doing Video Against the Max episode 288. I think we're at right now. And uh, Mark, I mean, we've had a, quite a few things happen. We'll talk about uh, the big final smash character reveal. And oh man, I wish I was doing a reaction video because that was awesome to be able to finally get the character that, you know, I think a lot of us, well, you, you don't care that much, Mark, but for me and anybody else that, um, even even though I don't play Smash on the regular, we were all going, oh, man, it'd be cool if it was Sora. And then uh, there was a leak that happened. I had no idea about the leak, actually, thankfully. And then it happens, and it's Sora. He is the final 
Smash Ultimate character, Mark. I mean... It should have been Conquer. No, thank God. It was not Conquer. Uh, but I, I mean, mean, I watched, like, I watched yeah. that trailer. Uh, he looked fine. The only thing I would say is the, he looked, he sounded super quiet. Like, did he even speak? No, he didn't speak. He does apparently have English and Japanese vocals in the game. Do you think it's going to be Haley Joel Osment? Or... I mean, why not, right? He's done both. He's in all of them. The adult Sora, and yeah, he's and Sora, you know, from the original, so why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, like, he doesn't sound like Kid Sora anymore, like, you know. Right, but they, there's a progression of him throughout the all the different games. Right. Uh, in the different suits, so it wouldn't really matter, per se. Like, that was my um, only kind of comment, or, you know, thought on it, was like, he's not speaking, like, I wonder if they're going to replace him or what, because I thought that was, like, super weird, because, like, I found the old trailer for, like, Bayonetta, or, like, the Fire Emblem Byleth or, you know, other characters. And I'm like, these people are talking. Why isn't Sora? <laughs> it makes sense, like, what you're saying, right? Of, and I guess, I, uh, well, that Nickelodeon uh, Smash Brothers clone, no one talks. Well, yeah. They don't even... I think in the uh, the kart racing one, a lot of people were making the comment of, why uh, do we not have the music? Yeah, uh, and the same thing with, with, yeah. with, that, with, the same, with that game also. Like, they don't have, like, the cartoon themes like the music from the shows and it's like well that's part think, of it but yeah i think they're trying to che- like i i don't think no offense to Haley joel osmond i don't think he's like super expensive but i just yeah. wonder if they don't if they don't want to pay him you know uh i mean like i'm sure that they maybe they could just get him to do it i mean or they could just use stuff from the game yeah but I mean, yeah. he'll ha- he'll be saying like Final Smash or you know like stuff like that, which I'm sure they don't necessarily have. Yeah, but I don't. Well, yeah. not Final Smash, obviously, but... or whatever attack that he you know that yeah Final Smash you know Keyblade thing looking thing. Uh, but it looked fine, you know. To me, it looked uh, more than fine. It was amazing to see him come through the keyhole and surprise everyone, and I I uh, loved it. I, I was know, totally expecting no Disney character. We got no Disney characters. Um, yeah, I was going to say it should have been Donald Duck instead. I don't know that it's necessarily about money. It's more about it would go against Sakurai's whole thing about why Goku can't be in it because he's not originally a video game character. Uh, Sora is originally a video game character. Donald Goofy or not, you know? So, uh, I mean, obviously, yes, it would also cost Disney. It would also cost them a buttload of money. And then you could also run into the problem of it could also make Sora have to be taken off, uh, yeah. the like to be purchased for DLC eventually. So I, I think that's something that they don't want to even run into, obviously. And I think that's a smart move, really, is let's avoid any problems that we could face uh, yeah. later on uh, down the road. Because, I mean, obviously, this stuff, there's licensing issues, and eventually this stuff will come down. Um, or this stuff will... Whenever there's another, if whenever there is another Smash, I highly doubt that we will get a Smash Ultimate 2 or whatever in all these characters. I mean, Nintendo surprises with Smash Ultimate in general, so maybe they could, but man, that would be a heck of a lot of uh, stuff to go through. I mean, but anything else from like Sora being in that, I mean, both of us aren't like huge, not Smash players, really. I have the game. I played it a little bit when it first came out. I didn't even unlock all the uh, characters because it was uh, rather annoying for me. And then I kind of just un- uninstalled it. And that's, that's I think I it. Unlocked, 
I unlocked yeah. all the characters, but that was about it. And I made yeah. decent chunk of that like story book or that board game mode. But after a while, I'm like, this is not fun. Or you know, just just kind of the yeah, same thing over. It winds up being a lot of the same over and over. Um, you know, like just to go on with some of the other stuff. I mean, they you know, if you're watching on video, you're seeing some of the uh, the outfits and everything. I love the Steamboat Willie uh, being a choice there. Um, all the other like square characters, you know, all the other big characters uh, from the games make appearances in the spirit board. And the, I love the hollow bastion. And then it turns into a dive into kingdom hearts uh, when you're like low on health or, or whatever. That's awesome to me. I love that they were able to do that. Um, That's, that's just really cool as a, as a fan of the series. And of course getting the music, which, Look, we're all going to miss having the, you know, the Disney stuff in there, right? But honestly, I mean, it, what did you expect? Did you yeah. really think they were going to have I that mean, stuff in there? I don't think so. It, it's You get simple and clean, right? No, there's no simple, no, uh, no. Uh, Utada Hikaru tracks. You do get a swing version of Dearly Beloved if, which that's the the main menu song. Yeah. Um, If you have uh, the, the, the music game on switch which i have it on xbox i'm not buying that thing on switch again to just get that one song but uh they should he should have swerved sakura should have swerved everyone and and like announce the trailer and go do you think this is sora it's actually roxas (laughs) yeah he could have that not that would have been uh he would have been upset at that it's like wait wait a minute wait a minute we couldn't get sora but we had to get uh roxas god yeah um <laughs> yeah so i mean i i'm happy that he's in uh there's people that are just as big kingdom hearts fans as i am uh some of the reaction videos are, have been insane uh for sort being put in it's uh, absolutely crazy um but it's cool that uh gaming got this moment and there's a lot of people that don't like kingdom hearts at all but you have to admit like from going to something where every time somebody mentioned it i said it i think many times like Oh, Sora's not going to be in. People are going to get upset, but it's not going to be. And lo and behold, man, they made you wait to the last one, but they they got it. And then you find out that he was the most requested uh, character of all when they did the poll for the Wii U 3DS as well. Yeah, it's not going to be Terry Bogart or, you know, some of the other DLC characters. Well, no, it's not going to be Terry Bogart. But, I mean, like, there there could have been other characters that, you know, I mean, uh, there were still a lot of people that were upset about Waluigi. Not being in, I mean, the so. two that I would want would be, yeah, Waluigi and then Gino. Yeah, Gino was an extremely highly requested character, but I think there was there would still be uh, some effect fans. And I get it. There's people that didn't want another anime sword fighter, whatever. But when it's a big deal like that, I think you got to make the case. Um, well, you see, his sword has a, has a few prongs on it, so it's not really a sword. Yeah, it, it's a key. It's not really a sword. So, you know, you can say what you want there, but... It's not really a uh, really a key or uh, a sword there. But um, moving on from uh, Smash, I mean that's the, that's it for Smash, right? Like um, yeah, until they force him to make another one, <laughs> I guess, right? Um, I don't think so though. I I would be really really surprised if now obviously we don't know how far down the road to be fair. Uh, so we don't know how far we're talking about when oh. We're gonna get another, right? Yeah. Uh, Nintendo usually has to have a reason to make another console. They don't just 
we don't I don't know that we're just going to keep I, knowing Nintendo. We're not going to just get iterations of the switch unless they decide that, well, we're not going to go back to making portable, but we are going to keep the switch around because that's, you know, the hybrid of the portable and TV. And then we'll go and make another TV console. Um, I mean, do you feel like there's going to be something else? I mean, do you feel like the next thing that we get, uh, well, aside from a Switch Pro, which is still being rumored, uh, by the way, uh, 4K Switch still being kicked down the road. I don't do you, that. I think it'll be just a Switch 2. You That'll, think they you really know, will make a Switch 2? Yeah. And it'll be that 4K Switch you always keep talking about. But, I mean, it'll obviously be bumping power. Switch 2 games won't be playable on Switch, you know, the original Switch. You know, it'll be backward compat- compatible with the old games, but that's it. Just like what... Uh, like Facebook did with the Oculus Quest 1 and 2. Okay. This would really be the first time that we sort of have a... It would almost be going back to the NES to Super Nintendo. In the last time you really get like a... Okay, this is kind of like a bump up and different well, like, system. Or, it, no, it'd be like the yeah. Wii, the GameCube and the Wii. Because right. we literally had GameCube function, yeah. you know, GameCube functionality in the Wii. Yeah, game. GameCube and the Wii, that's right, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, but the Wii was a totally different system from the GameCube, though. We're we're talking about like you have to go from playing your game sitting down. And, oh yeah, it has a little handle where you can take the GameCube with you, but the Wii is a total. Okay, you got to be standing up and moving around and doing all that. That Wii was a totally different console. I mean, the Wii U was kind of a precursor to the Switch, but then it's like, wait. I mean, if you're a Nintendo, I mean, like, where else do you go to like innovate? to be different after the switch. I mean, if you can say what you want about VR and AR, but I don't think that's ever going to be a way somebody wants to play all the time. It's well, a nice to, thing to I have. Mean, who says they have to innovate? That's what that's what Nintendo does, right? They try to do something well, different than nobody else does because they don't want to compete on a graphical. This, I mean, the Switch, the only, like, the real innovation with the Switch is just, like, the dock. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Or it's like, different for consoles. Like, we've never had a hybrid console we've had you know uh, you can do your tablet like that you can whatever your computer but never a console so they got to be able to have the two things that they love in one i'll direct you to the uh sega nomad uh, i mean the fact that like no one really talks about the sega nomad should tell you everything you need um there I, i mean we'll see if what happens with the steam deck or whatever, if that that becomes a thing that goes beyond the hardcore crowd. No, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think that yeah. thing's gonna be way too complicated for like more normal people. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Well, especially if you want to add anything to it, aside from just being able to play your game and then figuring out, well, what, what do I have to do if this game doesn't play on it? Oh crap, you know. Uh, yeah, most people just want to put your card in or download your game, and there you go. But if uh, you're Nintendo. You are looking at the Switch OLED that came out this week. I have. I uh, if you're looking for someone probably this week that will have it. Our partners, uh, Last Word on Gaming, our our editor, or one of the editors. I'm one of the editors, but the uh, main editor, uh, Matt Jarvis, has it, and he'll be reviewing it. So probably by the next time we do a show, I will put a link in there so you read his review. If you don't have other reviewers you want to read by then. And then, of course, Mark has Metroid Dread, but he has not uh, been able to play it yet. So that's yeah, the, the game I mean, that's I launching today. So. <laughs> yeah, so definitely by the, our next show, uh, I, Mark will. 
I was thoughts. supremely happy to pick up that special edition. I bet, man. There's so many people that have been wanting that thing, uh, looking for it, looking for it. Uh, Keith I, I keeps mean, it, it was it. to the point last night where like it was going in and out of stock at Best Buy's website. Yeah. So I had one in my cart, but I only had like $50 in my bank account at the time. Oh, I and thought I you'd like, already pre-ordered it. No, no, I couldn't. I tried. And then, no. Nope. Ah, okay. Uh, and the same thing with that Shin Megami Tensei 5, you know, premium thing. And I was like, well, could I bug Yens for like a very, I had, I had the money and cash. Yeah. But can I bug Yens? And I was like, well, he's already in bed. Better not. So I, I Best Buy has like a, something in standard cart for 15 minutes. Right. And I'm like, all right, well, my bank's not that far away. So I drove, drove out there like my pajamas and deposited like enough money to buy it. <laughs> and I had like six minutes to spare. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least you got that. So. Yeah. Those are, I like uh, their. I, I do like their because uh, Fire Emblem is basically the same shape, like their big box, like special editions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, Fire so for people thing. that don't don't really know, I mean, or perhaps they're just saying like, "Oh, well, I'm happy to just get Metroid Dread." What comes in this special edition? I guess that makes it so special. Uh it's a steel one, a steelbook case. Uh, has like I think five different art cards representing like the five major uh, Metroid games, uh, and then like a big art book. Uh, that details like most, I think most of the Metroid games. Not the biggest, you know, bun- special edition bundle, but Nintendo really doesn't do that. So, yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, I mean, it's very analogous to like the Fire Emblem 30th edition thing, except without the uh, glass NES cartridge <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> plastic thing. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, there are, like I was saying, Keith keeps talking about one that special edition. There are so many people that are after that. So, you know, that's cool that you were able to get it and just kind of get it at the last minute. Uh, yeah, and well. eBay prices are going insane for it right now. I'd imagine they're selling that like uh, like crazy. It's uh, like right 170 on, or like about average. Not surprising, really, if you think about it. Yeah. If people just uh, like to do that. I mean, that'll something. be Persona, of, or uh, not Persona, but Shin Megami Tensei 5 next month. <laughs> you really think so? They're going to... Oh. Oh, definitely. Because I, 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 it's on this like stock tracking website, and the minute it goes up for sale, within like ten minutes, it's it's sold out on like Amazon or you know Walmart or something. Because like scalpers are like buying it in droves. Uh yeah, don't suppress. I guess they're gonna see if they can get as much for that, but I don't know, man. It's, yeah. But uh, moving from that, let's once we're on that subject, let's talk about games we're playing. I've been able to in this time that we're off. You beat the game completely. I'm. I found out that I'm apparently about ten hours away from uh, beating the game, but I've played a massive chunk uh, of it in this time. Of course, talking about uh, Tales of Arise, Mark. Yep. I mean, you talked about it some, I think, on the last show. But I was at that point with that game where I was like, I don't know if it's gonna, you know, click with me. I like the demo, but and then I've like. I kind of played it for a little bit, and I was like, okay, I've got other stuff i got to play right now. You know, i still got to, you know, play a little bit more of FIFA so I can do view, uh, which I'll talk about here, FIFA's 22, I mean. And I was ah, okay, I'm going to play this a little bit more and then figure out what I'm, what I'm going to do with that. And then all of a sudden, it just clicked for me. I was like, oh, yeah. man, I, I want more. I want to keep playing this. I'll keep playing this. And then I turn around, and like I said, been able to be fortunate to work from home and for some reason, when September hit, uh, the co- I, it really coincided with us 
as we've been able to make inroads with um, this latest peak in uh, COVID cases has dropped, so have the calls for us. So like after eight o'clock, it starts getting slow and I'm able to kind of just be on, have the game on mute and kind of play as, you know, calls kind of trickle in or whatever. And I've been able to play a lot of the game and man, I've just been really enjoying it. The gameplay is super fun. It's fluid and I don't like I play as Renwell, the magic user. Most of the time I don't know which character did you I, use I pretty much used Elfin. I almost never okay. switched characters. You except switched like characters? when I really yeah. needed to. And the only character I ever switched to was like uh Xion or Xion because like I would have to like resurrect people or you know, resurrect Elfin usually. I usually didn't have to worry about that so much. Like they she would do a good job of doing that herself. Um, or I mostly, just use a life bottle. So yeah, she mostly did a good job, but occasionally it's like, no, I need you to resurrect this person now. Like, quit attacking, please. Yeah, because sometimes they'll get stuck in a a loop of going after and attacking, and you're kind of like, I, I had one funny thing happen where I think it only happened once, and it, so it's not really worth mentioning. But yeah, I think it was Law. He got knocked. He was going to do like a super attack, but he got knocked out of it in a battle. Like I don't know how it happened. So he basically just, like, T-posed for the entire rest of the battle. Like, he didn't do anything. And I was like, this is funny. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) Like, it wasn't, like, a hard battle. It was, like, medium difficulty. Like, you know. But he he was just, like, kind of, like, walking around with, like, his arms extended. I'm like, all right. And, like, I would try to, like, get him to do something, and he wouldn't do it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have that issue. The only thing I've had is that sometimes you're... You're sitting there going, as Renwell, I can kind of see things that are happening before they happen. You know, I can move around, but the front characters, you know, Alfin, Shion, uh, Law, uh, pretty much everybody else is a front uh, character. And they're, um, they just have attacks happen. And you're like, dude, I saw that kind of mile away. You should have moved. And yeah. so then you're like going, oh, God, I got to watch the, the CP. Uh, meter here and that that's the one thing with this game that um it makes because the the battle system's not the hard to understand and it's the battles themselves are not difficult at least from when i've gone through now there are some like secret bosses or whatever that if you're not leveled up enough they're gonna kick your butt but for the most part as long as you kind of you're playing the story and you're fighting everything that's kind of in your way uh, I mean, for the most part, a lot of times the enemies are like they're blocking the door that you have to go into or whatever, so you can't really avoid them. Yeah. But that's yeah, at, at a certain point, is I was, like, to, I was gonna say at a certain yeah. point, I was just trying to avoid enemies, like just kind of like wa- walking around them or just like fleeing the battle. Like, you know, I'm like, just like, because if you flee the battle, the enemies will disappear in the game world. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. I mean, you I've can, had enough of this. <laughs> you can uh, like try to run around them as well if you're able to like yeah. see where they're going you know um but that's my one thing with the game is that man that cp meter after a while especially once you get further in and the bosses start taking up more of your health oof if you don't if you don't come in with those uh orange gels uh maxed out or have plenty of them well the or- when- i mean yeah the orange gel is like 30 percent, and the, i forget the purple yeah. one is like 60 yeah, the so, lemon yeah, gel, I, mean, I think it is. Huh? I think it's the lemon gel is what okay, they call yeah. it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. They just can't give them these things like regular names. Um, But at a certain point, it's just like, you know, uh, 
like I never was like in a deficit, let's say that. And like she own, she has certain skills where like if she is if the part if she is full, she regain they regain CP after every battle. Yeah, exactly. The uh, like steamed potatoes or some of the other little um, the things that she makes. No, no, it's uh, not. It's not a. It's not a meal. It's like any meal you eat. She will like you know as long as like the the uh, little fork and knife are on the screen, like you will regain CP after every battle. Regard, you know, it doesn't matter what meal. Oh yeah, but I'm talking about when you get into. I mean, you're not going to have this problem necessarily with the like the normal normal characters yeah. you fight. I'm talking about when you get into those boss battles that are prolonged. Oh yeah. Where you don't have the ability to do that, um, you know, you do need to come prepared. Well, even, I mean, even though, I mean, even me. when that thing uh, refills it for you, which you do get the, that kind of luck. The, the little boss um, circle, or yeah, the little rest circle thing. Yeah, the little rest circle, or the camp that happens to be right before the boss. Yeah, um, which is nice. I mean, they that is nice that they do that. It makes it. It's not such a slog of like, oh crap. Well, now I have to either end this battle. Uh, go back and and restart my save to make sure that okay this is where the boss is going to happen. They already kind of take care of that for you, um, which yeah. is which is really nice. So yeah, I mean that's the only thing I ran into is that sometimes that that CP meter is a bit of a, a thing to get used to because like especially if you have both um, Dohalim and uh, Shion in your party, yeah, you have the double it. healers. They will yeah, run burn through that CP fast. Right. Um, and you'll turn around and go, what the heck? I don't know how many times I turned around and went, I just gave you an orange shell and you guys ran that out in like two minutes. Like what that, what happened? That's why I didn't yeah. That's why I didn't use Dohalim in the in yeah. battles. <laughs> the only time I did was in bosses because I just wanted to make sure that I didn't have to worry about too many of my characters like dying. Because uh, there was plenty of times where I had to like cause Shion gets stuck in a you know, something battling or whatever, and I have to use a life bottle myself. And then it has that thing where there's a period where you can't use another item. So, yeah. you know, you just have to be uh, careful. But I, I do love the, like, versatility of the characters, and each one of their boost attacks has a, like, actual reason why it exists. And you can play the game that way if you want. Like, I don't really do that. I mean, there's times where, like, with Renwells, I do, where it can cancel the attack. or uh, But oh, everybody... You yeah. will need to use hers later on for battle or for bosses. Well, and that, the good thing is that also, uh, like, Alphans will do it, too, where you do it and it'll knock off their attack when you yeah. uh, use his. But, like, the uh, Kisara, which I think is a, a great, like, character just as a character, but I that's the one I use the least, probably, is um, beca be mainly because of me using Rimwell, where I'm away from the battle. I, I can see the characters coming at me, so... I don't need her to come and do her little special move to block them. I can just move out of the way. But maybe if you're using a front character. No, she's useful for like the charging enemies because she'll knock them down. Right. I'm not so. saying that none of them are useful. I'm saying that out of all the characters, she's I mean, probably been in my back to the most. The only character I ever yeah. like held off with usually was like Rinwell because like, you know, you don't want some enemy casting a spell that can like decimate the party. Or there are, you know, later on bosses that are just bad with that type of stuff. Yeah, I had that problem with the, um, it was the first time I'd ever had that issue with the, um, the, the last Lord or whatever that you fight, the, where you get way after you're gone, you're beyond the, the main premise. Yeah. Which is, you know, the main, the first part of the premise is that you wanted to beat all five of the Lords. 
and then it right. goes into <laughs> other things. And then the game uh, actually opens up. <laughs> that last Lord, he actually will go after Rinwell constantly uh, and go and attack her. Uh, oh. And so I was like, oh, crap. Like, I really he, have to run away from this character. See, he did, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I don't think he's atta- I don't think he's attacking her. He's attacking, you know, your character because he didn't, didn't do that in my game at all. Yeah, well, I guess, I guess that's what it is. Like he, like the other characters, the other lords, I never had a problem with. Like where they would come and attack my character, like like they had a personal vendetta. Like yeah, this this last lord, he was like literally chasing her around. I'm like, oh crap, I actually have to run. <laughs> like, yeah. and I have yeah. to jump around and stuff. And I was like, oh okay, this is this is interesting. Um, but no, it's good. It keeps you on your toes, and it's. It's good that in a game where sometimes it feels like automatic and in a different way than a, you know, like a turn-based RPG feels automatic. Sometimes there's parts of that where it's like, okay, I'm just going to hit, uh, well, for me, it's RB or whatever. For you, I think it was what, like L1 or L2 or something. For what? Uh, to do the regular attack. Uh, R1. Yeah. So, like, you know, you're so hitting you, that. and Let me ask you. So you use art, art points, right? Or arts points for like special attacks and stuff? Right, she so has the the art art points. Yeah. yeah. So at a certain point, Alfin becomes basically broken because you can basically spam your special attacks and get basically like infinite art arts points back. <laughs> oh really? Wow. He has this one uh, midair or one midair attack. I think it's called Lunar Rondo. Yeah. It's like uh-huh. basically like a hurricane kick from Street yeah. Fighter, but like it only takes one one point. And I have so many like things on him where I was like, oh. If you get a critical attack, you get art art points back. So I do I do one, and he gets like three points back. <laughs> nice. I never had that problem with uh, Rinwell, where I had to worry about her art points. She would get them back really fast. Yeah. So, but the thing was, it wasn't until like later, like until I got to that Lord, or that I really started using her arts because yeah. a lot of times the other characters would just do so much of the attacking for me um, that I was just kind of there managing things. And I'd use the like, because she is, of course, this goes into having the ultimate edition or whatever, the, the, yeah. the biggest edition that they give you that obviously they gave us as being reviewers. For a long time, nobody has an art for attack except for her. Yeah. So being able to use that like ray of light attack that she has so early on, like really takes a chunk out of uh, yep. those care, you know, the, those early on characters later when you're, you know, everybody's kind of at a bigger level, it doesn't do so much, but that's what I could do. I could just use that attack and, and really knock them out uh, for that. See, but yeah, you're, you're entering in a fun area soon where the regular, regular enemies will be the bosses you faced earlier. Oh boy, that's and they aren't like super hard, but it's like that yeah, they're more of a challenge than like the regular, you know, right? You know, enemies you used to fight. Yeah, it's more of a time-consuming uh, thing. You really need to pay attention to, to what you're doing there. That's oh, that's good like though. The, how do you like the fishing mini game? I like the fishing mini game. That's fun. I was gonna mention once, that to you too. Once I figured it out, it got okay. But like, they don't explain shit in the game unless you. No, they don't it. explain anything to you about how you have to do the like short shake and then or like reel it in and do the shake and then reel it in like that's how i figured i was like oh now they're like coming at me like they don't want to stop and it's like oh yeah well it's it's that but also like you have to do like the button combinations to like get the right fish yes like 
you should have maybe popped this up in like a tutorial, you know? Yeah, they don't tell you anything. They're like, oh, okay, they're randomly going to have a random button show up and you have to press it at the right time or you might lose the fish completely. No, no, then, there's like, yeah, there's like a key in the bottom, in the bottom right hand corner of the screen that's like, oh, if you want this bass, it's like circle and X or like A and B. And it's like, oh, you want, you have to have the right uh, lure to get the fish, but. If you just press this button combination, and it'll eventually like, come. Ah, I did like, not know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, they don't explain that at all. I'm like, what's this bullshit in the screen? That, you know, on the bottom of the screen, and then like half of it was full, but half of it wasn't. Because you get you have three options. It's like it'd be like an, on the it'd be like Y, uh, X, and A. I assume. Yeah. Like, and it's like, okay, what does this mean? And it's like I'd like look up a guide, and it's like, oh, if you want like. This trout, you have to have the right lure because every you know every fish has a specific lure, or you know right, a few of them sense, can do yeah. like multiple. But it's like, yeah, just press the button combination, and it's like, wow, that's actually helpful, and that would have been helpful in the game. Yeah, because I, I actually finished that mini game. I did. I got. I caught all the fish. Really, you caught all the okay. There's only that's cool. I think there's 44. Uh, yeah, that's still a nice number of fish. Though. And. Some of them, most of them are fine, but some of them are like boss fishes. So they'll have like two health, two health bars, and oh, dang. they are like you, like they just destroy stamina. Like you, you can barely like hang on to it, you know. Hey, I mean, that's good that you know they're uh, they added that in. Like yeah. I, I was wondering the whole time, I was like, okay, does it get harder than this? And I guess you answered my question. Yeah, if it does the, or not. The weird thing is, is that game doesn't have a lot of. It doesn't have a lot of like superfluous content, and I don't like it has a lot of side quests. I think it has like seventy or eighty of those. I mean, yeah. they're mostly just like find materials or go kill this thing. That's uh, the thing I found out. I find that I would end up having most of the materials. Yeah. Anyway, well, so. a few of them was like, "Oh, I want you to go kill this thing." I was like, "I already did that," and they're like, "Oh, okay, cool, thanks." <laughs> yep, that too. Um. um but like the the other or the older Tales games had like a lot more side stuff for you to do, and it's like I'm I'm glad this game does not have that or cuts a lot of that out. Yeah, I did the ranch thing uh, where you. Yeah, that uh, that is so the... minor that it it is yeah. basically like nothing. Yeah, but I do like the fact that you can just do that from the menu, and it's not. Oh like, yeah. Oh, I have to yeah, go that... back to the ranch every time. And oh right, it, uh, it, if it was like that, it wouldn't. I wouldn't have done it. But it's like yeah, every time I, I agree because I did it for... one time. Because the first time makes you go back. Yeah. And then after that, you could do it from the menu with shop guy. And I'm just like, yeah, if I have to keep going back to this, I'm gonna, I'm not going to do it. But it's nice because uh, that along with the fishing, because the further you go on, obviously, things cost more money. And yeah. you're not going to find as much money as you do. Like even with the um, having the ultimate edition where for a while, it feels like, oh, I'm never going to run out of money here. And then See, all of a sudden, I, oh man, yeah, you do. I, I never so, ran out of money, and I also never used any of the DLC money I got. Okay, well that's fair, but I'm just saying, like, you never ran out of money. So, like, what? Did you never buy any of the other, uh, the the not the the weapons and the armor and stuff? Oh no, or I you... bought them all. Okay, but I, I would sell I would sell the armor. Uh, yeah, I did that because you know you keep the weapons because you'll need those. Um, yeah, because there's a they'll eventually run into like oh there's a refined version of that. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just never had money. I don't, you know, it's weird. Like I, I, I pretty much always had like a full stock of like health potions too. 
Yeah, I mean, I always would stock up on the have the everything maxed out, orange gel, all that stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing, but like the ranch does help you. And then also the fishing helps you. You can sell that stuff, uh, sell the meat and sell the fishes. And some of the fishes will get you a lot of money. And it, that makes it really easy to to be able to get the other stuff that you need. So well, like I, I think about like the past Tales games, like uh, the Spirit had like a mini game where he had to take the dog around the map to, to mark his territory. <laughs> And it just yeah. got to be like, in, like that game had a big ass open world, mm-hmm. like th- like you could like literally like ride this like dragon around in like a big open world. And like Arise doesn't have that at all. Arise, no. is, like, actually, it's a it's a fairly linear game. You can always go back to an area except for one area, but that's about it. Like it's not like there's no like open world, you know, or even like even the levels you encounter or you know you go through aren't that big. Like Berseria, it had some levels that were so big, like the game gave you a basically like a skateboard to get around. And it yeah, the me. game, the levels don't get really big until you get towards like the that last lord where his castle's pretty big and yeah, um, most of this stuff. And especially if you don't care about getting items and going into secret rooms and stuff like that, you can get through some of the early oh, stuff pretty fast. The, the yeah. only other big like. Uh, uh, other mini game is like Finding Owls. Yeah, the Finding Owls. That's really cute. Oodles are cute, and which uh, some of that stuff, some of the owls are annoying because you'll come into an area and go, you know, she'll make the comment about, oh, Hoodle, you found one of your friends, and I'm like looking around, going, where the hell is that thing at? Like it's nowhere near here, like at all. Well, that, that's why, like, it's proximity based. Like, so when yeah. he starts flying around your head, you're like, okay, I know he's around here somewhere. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's literally, you'll walk in an area, and they say that, and then I look around, and it's like, there's no owl here at all. Like, what are you that, talking that's what about? A good, like, like, that's what a good guide is for. Yeah. It's like, thanks. But, whatever. Oh, this this is a minor spoiler, but after you beat the game, you can, there's a quest to face old Tails characters in battle, which is yeah, really that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's cool when uh, uh, can make use of it. It's I did true. one of them. I did like the first one where I fought Edna. I don't know which. I think it's Symphonia or one of one of the earlier ones I, that I never played. Um, and she was hard. Nice. Well, I mean, I hope so. Yeah, sad. like she was. She could like she had like Earth powers, but she could also like fly around. And it's like this is not fun. Yeah. You only have one character with like a really good anti-air weapon or you know anti-air ability. Well, and there's like I think there's like seven or eight, well, like seven or eight different like levels of I don't know how many old Tales characters are there, but there's at least three or four. Hey, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a deep dive there on uh, Tales of Arise. To I, I me, mean, it's I'll, a great game. Uh, for me, it's probably the, my my JRPG of the year, but yeah. I, that's kind of almost faint praise because there's not like a ton of other JRPGs out this year. There is, but, but it's not like not, there well, not like one that... Not like triple A JRPG, let's say that. Oh no, not. I mean, this is definitely like your Prophecy, like the one that's yeah. uh, or leading like Yakuza, the way. Like a dragon, yeah, yeah, or Yakuza or something like that. Like it's it's the one that when you're saying, okay, is there an RPG that I need to play this year? Well, JRPG, that's the one. I think right. uh, we're all going to be pointing to being like, yeah, you should play that one. So, I mean, definitely, I'd say this is worth picking up. Uh, it's a great game. Uh, it's fun to play. There's a, some, you know, like we mentioned, there's length to it. I, I like all the characters. 
Um, I think they all have some really interesting arcs and there's uh, interesting story themes in here. So definitely worth your time uh, to play this. And I'm sure if you wait around long enough uh, to around the Black Friday time, there will be a sale uh, on this game as well. If you want to wait a little bit to the holiday times and maybe you have some more time to play game, then uh, definitely that's the time to, to check it out. But if you have the money, I would say definitely uh, go get this. It'll be well worth your time. And I think you'll enjoy it, and especially if you love other Tales games. And for some reason, you're still on the fence. Um, this should definitely knock you uh, off that fence because there's some Tales games that I have not uh, enjoyed at all. And this game, I was like, oh, yeah, love it. Love this See, game. For me, like, uh, I think we talked about this last time we podcasted, like, the old Tales games always bothered me because of, like, how they did the art system, like the special attacks. Yeah. Like, the direction stuff. And this game does not have that. So I think this game definitely plays better than those. <laughs> and I love the I love the boost attacks being in there. Yeah. Like, feeling like, even though some of those characters are not in your main party at all, they still feel like they're part of it. And... I did have uh, one, one stupid... I think it was a boss battle where, like, my four main characters died. Yeah. And it's like, the game should let you be able to switch to bring in your other two backup characters. <laughs> you can bring them in as long as they don't all die. Right. Yeah. But you can't have all four of them die. So yeah. Opinion. But that, I didn't have that problem except for one time. So, yeah. You know. How's the FIFA? Better How than, is e- than the football? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, almost anything will be better than eFootball, honestly. Uh, so uh, FIFA, if you have not played it in a while like me, I think this is uh, one of the better FIFAs. Um, that have you know come out in a while. Uh, so I will say that the uh, hyper motion thing is totally overrated. Is that like, I ha- I, that's their is big that? hook. That's their big hook for the game. If you have a PS5 or Series, uh, is okay. uh, it they were able to motion capture two teams, two entire uh, eleven v eleven playing against each other. So you do see. If you're a soccer fan, you do see that more that authenticity, um, uh, the way the players move, the way that a attacker will receive a ball compared to the way a defender is going to receive the ball. You know, goalkeepers do have some more movement, but they're still janky and set up in weird spots. And I still had a problem with that. Um, so I, I don't think that uh, they have improved the goalkeeper that much. Um, and since the last previous couple of games, but I will say it helps a lot in having that authenticity of how the characters and how they are. The game is slower paced. I like that as well. It's more authentic feeling to how the game is. It's not this like lightning fast. Oh my God. You know, ridiculous stuff. Sometimes that FIFA is, it feels more methodical. It feels like you really have to think sometimes where you're going to throw that pass, where you're going to do this. Um, It, I, I've enjoyed it. I like it. Um, I'm having fun with it. Uh, I don't necessarily think that there is, if you've played FIFA 21 or you have FIFA 21, there's nothing here that, oh my God, you've got to go and get this right now. Um, if you don't have, you know, if you're like me and you haven't played in like five years or so, yeah, I think like you, you can, yeah. Yeah, it's, skipping every th- two or three years is probably a good thing. Yeah, I wouldn't. Because like really what's here is you can now create your own club. So if you want to do that in your career mode, you can create a club and then you have your created character 
and then you have the double whammy of having a bunch of characters that are like you, and then trying to sign real players onto that team as you progress through the season. Uh, and you have a lot of different um, editing that you can do to like your stadium and your kit and logo and all of that stuff. Uh, I played just regular Camaro with a manager. Uh, that was enjoyable. Uh, I love that part of it. The other big change, um, it, aside from the hypermotion thing, is the Volta, the street football thing it is a lot closer to FIFA Street in that now you do have the powers and you do have like the super speed and the super shot and stuff like that. Uh, it's still not, you know, the arcade necessarily feel of the street games, but they're kind of halfway there now instead of like, oh, we're just going to do FIFA, but on in the street. Yeah, they just transplant. Like, is it basically the same game except for the setting, and that's it? No, because like I said, now you have the actual. No, I meant like I meant before. Yeah, I mean, yeah before that... it was like that. It was like, oh well, now we have this is one of the modes where we had the female characters now, or the 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 women's soccer players now is in this mode. Okay, well now you can have uh, women's soccer players and the male soccer players, and most of the time this is also like created, right? So you have all these like created characters um, with on your team and and then you're trying to like build them up and everything and you like unlock stuff for them also there's now a like skill tree that you unlock for your uh credit character if you play the the Karimo with the credit character and it's um less cumbersome than the one before that and the addition that they added here for the street thing is that on the weekends only you can play like mini games uh, and it it goes into like a tournament style where you play four mini games at a time. Uh, one of them is like you're on a disco floor and you're trying to get the ball over to cover as many uh, spaces as you can. And they keep changing constantly. Uh, there's one where you have to hit targets and you play wall ball and uh, they're fun. But it's weird that you choose to only do this on the weekend. Like, I don't know why. You couldn't do this during the week, too. That's weird that you lock it into doing that on the weekend only when it's something that you're really wanting to push to promote uh, co-op play. All the other stuff's the same. The seasons and all that stuff. Uh, FIFA Ultimate Team has some different changes, but I don't really care about all the Ultimate Team. I'm sorry if you do care about Ultimate Team. That's not my bag. I don't like being uh, roped into microtransactions. Um, and if I don't I don't really care about if you don't you know, want to be roped into it, you're playing the wrong game. <laughs> I don't I don't really care about having uh, try to cr have the my dream team in cards. Uh, they do have this thing called like a preview now where you can uh, I think it's like once a day you can go into a pack and preview what you're going to get. When you buy it. Yeah. Which is really just enticing, you know, buy more cards. But uh, that that's on you. But no, I I've really enjoyed the uh, the FIFA. It's um it took me a while to have to figure out you know the defending side of it. At I was getting into a lot of like five to three games uh, until I figured out okay I need to kind of stop running like don't run with my defender. Kind of just kind of keep him there uh, where he already is. But they do they still do have that problem where. It tries to switch to, to the supposed nearest defender, and a lot of times it does that, and you're like, well, the guy's already by me by the time he's to the other defender, so that doesn't really help me. 
I have to just wind up reading uh, reading the game myself and know that that ball is going to go over there. So I need to stop him before he gets there. But no, I've uh, I've enjoyed the feed. It's good, good. stuff. Yeah, um, like I said, if you haven't played in a while and you love soccer or love football and and you know are enticed into wanting to get the FIFA, then go for it. If you played last year, especially if you have Game Pass, just stick with 21. Yeah. I don't think you need to. It'll be on EA Play anyway at some point. Just real quick, since we're already on the FIFA talk, uh, EA has apparently, I don't know if this has to do with FIFA having bad precedent now with all of the, the scandals and the things that they have, they're trying to do now with uh, changing the World Cup to every two years instead of every four years. and really just kind of not making a great name for themselves right now or just EA wanting to have their name on it and not necessarily having FIFA on it. But it's almost kind of like to me, like I can't imagine the NFL game being called something else besides Madden. It's just, it's yeah, nomenclature, it's, you know, it's, yeah, like, it's the same thing. It's, you it's, know, now FIFA, I mean, FIFA is also the organization, right? So there's a little bit of confusion at times when if you're talking to a non-gamer that's only a soccer uh, player. When you mention FIFA, you're you're looking at the international organization, not necessarily the the actual sports game. But it's like, man, uh, are are they perhaps having to give away a lot of the money because of the naming rights with FIFA? Or I don't know what all entails there, but they're saying that apparently all of the deals with the teams and the or the clubs and the the players and the stadiums and everything is separate from FIFA. So they can actually go and do that. They can change the name if they want to. I don't know. I do a, you? I have a good name for them. What about is it? EA Pro Evolution Soccer? Nah. Well, you know, uh, Konami's not using it, right? So I mean, I think not? it's dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, you know, they they can't change that name, especially like worldwide. You know. Yeah, that's the thing that I don't really. I, there, it has to be a money thing. It yeah. has to be a money thing of we're having to give FIFA a night a big chunk of what we earn with this game because it has FIFA's name on it. Yeah. Like I but can't imagine what else it is. Yeah, Every other game that they make has uh you know, you got Madden, you got well what uh I guess the NHL, it already has NHL in the um, Tiger Woods. Tiger, well, now it's somebody else. It's, Rory McIlroy or yeah, some Roy other golfer no one cares about. Somebody, yeah, somebody else. Um, you know, it, baseball was kind of like the only one that was like, oh, it was MVP. That's their thing. Could you imagine yeah. if, like, let's say John Madden suddenly dies and, like, the first game will obviously be, like, a commemorative, you know, like, Madden, you know, edition. But, like, yeah. six months, at, like, six months after he died, and, like, two weeks before the game comes out, like, what if it was, like, discovered that, like, John Madden had, like, a secret stash of, like, Nazi uniforms or something like that? Could you imagine how hilarious that would be? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to imagine it, because I'm such a huge, like, John Madden fan to what he did as a coach. Uh, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not so speaking, like, I, I'm not speaking ill of Madden at all. I'm just, you know, yeah. it's, just, it's just more theoretical, but, like, how 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 much EA would have to dance about that or, you know. Right. Yeah. No, that, I mean, you can't go back and just decide to <laughs> eradicate every freaking Madden that ever, I mean, let's be honest, like EA wouldn't have EA sports if it wasn't for Madden. Yeah. He was the first one know? or yeah. So 
like it's a totally different game if you don't have that. So I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, maybe they're just wanting to call it like FIFA something, and they're not just going to take the FIFA name completely out of it. Um, but I mean, like you have the name of the league in there, yeah. NBA Live, NHL, whatever. Like, uh, you know, so that's what's weird is. MVP and Navy is the only one. It was just called MVP Baseball, but you knew it was Major League Baseball, right? Uh, so right. I don't really know what the big deal is here, but I, I'm betting that it has to do with money, not necessarily image, because everybody knows it's called FIFA. Nobody cares about whether whatever FIFA is doing at the time. Uh, that's not going to make people not want to buy the game. Yeah, I, I think of it as the same way when Ubisoft bought, bought the Tom Clancy name like a decade ago. Yeah. And it's like Tom Clancy's been dead for like eight years. <laughs> and they keep Well, I mean, they keep coming out with books too. It's not like just Ubisoft. I mean, right. To be fair. So uh, it's just it's crazy that this is a thing uh that is apparently happening. Uh I played two other quick games also. Yeah, go ahead. Uh mm-hmm. I started Lost Judgment finally. <laughs> How is that? That game's weird. It is like it's like half uh like half Yakuza or like half of like Lost Judgment or half of Judgment mixed with like Persona or Bully. Oh really? Wow. Okay. Like the first chapter, I'm I'm only in chapter three. The first chapter was all like like introductions, like this is how you fight, this is how you tail people, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The second chapter took place entirely in a high school. Oh wow. And it, it, I mean, it's obviously not the same scale, but the high school was basically. It looked almost exactly like the high school from Persona Five. Well, I mean, but just with the different, obviously the Yakuza or the Judge they are connected stuff. to each other now. I mean, and then to be fair, Yakuza Like a Dragon did have the bonding stuff that they took from yeah. Persona. I don't, as well, I don't so. think this one has that because yeah. you, you still only had the one guy. Uh, but it's fine. Uh, I discovered a fun thing where my PS Five controller is broken, kind of. It has it's having that drift issue. Oh man! Uh, I noticed that when I was playing Call of Duty uh, Cold War, I bought the like the Judge Dread one skin, uh, and I was playing and like the gun was kind of like jittering, yeah. and I'm like, well, I'm using the Judge Dread gun, maybe it's that, and then I switched yeah. like a normal gun and I kept doing the same thing, and I'm like, no, this is messed up, and I plugged it in, into a PC and like it's yeah, it's off, and like Lost Judgment, like occasionally the the camera will just like start spinning around my character. And yeah. I'm like, that's that's not normal. <laughs> Definitely not. And I, I haven't contacted Sony yet, uh, but you have to like mail them your controller and Oof. you know wait for them to fix it. And it's like that's not. Well, they gotta be able to prove that it is, you know, a, a problem. Well, why don't you know? you, why don't they just do it like computer manufacturers do, where they send you out a new one, you, and they char- you know they if you don't send them back your old one, they charge you the full price of it. And then perhaps it's a Japanese thing. Nintendo does the same thing. You have to send it. In. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. Uh, not good. I think Microsoft did that. Or yeah. they, maybe they have like occasionally, but it's like, that's not a viable solution. Cause it's like, okay, I have like four games to review right now. Uh, yeah. You know, what if it's a one? Hey, it'll be done in three weeks when I get my controller back. Uh, I mean, I guess they also assume, especially Microsoft apparently assumes and and sony maybe too without the different editions of their controller that you will have bought another controller or, well i'm tempted you know. i mean if i had the cash i'd buy another one return it my broken one and say hey this one's broken give me no, give me another one yeah well i mean uh, what you return it to the store yeah uh, hey this, this this didn't work i need a new one uh <laughs> 
Because, hell, it'd be quicker than sending it to Sony for two and a half weeks. I agree. You know. Wouldn't they be able to know that you used it? Probably. I could clean it up. You know, it's not they they don't record the serial number of the controller, you know, when you buy the store. No, Um, they don't. But, yeah, Lost Judgment's cool. Like, I've barely even explored the city, though, because it's all, like, I'm beating up, like, high school kids, like, bullies. And, like, the game, I think the entire story is about, like, bullying. It's, like, bizarre. And I'm, like, now I'm, like, the head of a high school club, like, a detective club. And I'm, like, yeah. it's, like, what is going on with this game? Like, it's, like, super weird. Like, yeah, it's not bad. Like, it's still this, it's actually, uh, in some ways, it's it's better than the first one, for sure. But, right. yeah, it's just, like, this, this is strange. And I, I did pick up that Castlevania collection. Oh, I knew you would. Um, yeah, 20 bucks. I mean, yeah, why not? you enjoy it? I've only played the first game. I think it's Circle of the Moon. So there's a fun trick in that game. That's the one where cards drop from enemies. I think it's okay. like 24 cards total. Uh, I think Destructoid put up a guide where it's like, and the the card drops are random. Like, so, like if you hit an enemy or kill an enemy, sometimes the card will drop and sometimes not. But there's a rewind feature in the game. So you can kill an enemy, and if he doesn't drop the card, rewind three seconds, kill the enemy again. <laughs> if it, re, you know, keep rewinding until the card drops. And it's like, huh, okay. So I have almost all the cards right now. <laughs> I, I could I could finish that game. I think I have, like, the like the last key I need. But there's some, like, secret area I kind of want to explore first. That's a good package. For 20 bucks. that's actually a really good package. Even, like, the worst Castlevania game, the one I think, I think it is Circle of the Moon of the Three, that's still mm-hmm. a damn good game. So, yeah, yeah, I, I really like it. I mean, it's a great deal if you like those games. Harmony of the, I think it's Harmony of the Moon, or, or uh, Harmony of Dissonance. That's Harmony, it. Yeah, Harmony of Dissonance and Aria of Sorrow. Yeah, Aria of Sorrow. Ar- well, Aria is, like, the, like, that is, like, typically ranked as, like, the number two Castlevania game behind mm-hmm. Symphony, I think. And Harmony of Dissonance isn't that much further behind. Like, it's a, a really good game also. So, And I don't like the last one, the Dracula X at all. No one should. But uh, That was the one that got the, uh, the least bit of praise, I think, with most people. Well, I think the old-style Castlevania game, which I really dislike. Yeah. So I don't like going up like a, le- a level or a different, a different uh, screen in a level and then getting knocked back into the old screen like, and dying. Mm. Like I should just be able to be knocked back into the previous room, not have health taken away or die, you know? Right. But yep. And me and Yen are still plugging along with Diablo too. Well, that'll take a while. I'm sure it will. You guys... We just hit Act Three, I think. Okay. And it's funny because, like, well, one funny thing in that game is me and him keep getting gems and, like, you know, so- like jewels and stuff. Yeah. I can I think I can speak for him. We have not gotten single socketed item in that game. Dang. I got like one that was like a you know, a gray trash item and that was it. Why do we keep getting all these stupid room you know, runes and gems and crap when we can't find anything to put it in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the game's still cool. Or it's you know, passable. That's what matters. They didn't mess it up, so Yeah. That's a positive. Well, finally, getting it away is. from <laughs> talking about uh, I I was gonna interject with since you were talking about um, Sega there when you're talking about Lost Judgment, but we'll go ahead and start with that. We've known about one of the moves for a while because it's been a rumor for a while now that uh, uh, the Yakuza creator um, and head uh, 
not just, but now it's like not just the accuser creator who uh, we've known for a while was going to leave for NetEase uh, in China, but now it's also the also the head of the Ryugoku Studio, uh, Daisuke Sato, is going to leave as well, and uh, that's that's really crazy to me that you you announce a sequel to Yakuza Like a Dragon, and then man, these key people are leaving. Now, granted, uh, to be fair on uh, Negoshi's part, 32 years with a company, that's a long time. Man. That's enough. There's nothing that says you got to be a lifer at a company forever. I mean, you want to move on and do different things. Well, I mean, that used to be the culture at, yeah. in Japan, but not anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's also just... I mean, look at Nimoto. <laughs> 10 cents offering you some money. You're not going to not take it, you know? So, after a we, while... We, Miyamoto will be working at Nintendo five years after his death. <laughs> it's sad to see it happen. You're not really going to know how much this is going to affect things. I mean, you'll know, I would say you'll now. know in two games. Yeah, I mean, we don't know oh, how crap. far along they are with this. And you hear the people know, drag racing down my street, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. It's like, what the heck's going on there? I would say, like, the next, like, like a Dragon 2, you might see a little of it. But I'll say, like, the next whatever game, if it's, like somehow judgment three or maybe another like a regular Yakuza game or whatever yeah that will be the more noticeable one but i'm sure they're not going to screw with the golden goose that much or you know it's not it might just become a little more uh yeah well, they already formulaic. said that they were going to work on i think the game um, yeah because they needed to mess with the battle system a bit aside from that you know it's more of like i think the story and how that's going to go and you know he was perhaps probably involved a lot in that it's sad to see, but I mean, it's good for him as well to be able to go and, and do something else. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it, to be fair, I mean, like, you're always going to have change in a company. Uh, I don't sure. think yeah. it's like when we talk about other people, oh man, this guy left the studio, that this game's in peril. I don't think that that's what we need to wait, look at wait till this. No, wait till Nomura leaves Square. <laughs> and uh, to be fair, just to, you know, put this out there, you know, Masayoshi, you. Yokoyama is going to now be the director at Ryagagatoku Studio. Um, Ryusuke Hori and Hiroyuki uh, Sakamoto are also going to get promoted as well. So they're staying around. So it's not like you're losing everybody that's been involved with that series. Yeah. I mean, you're using some very important people. Um, but but man, it's not like again, the studio shutting down or anything. Yeah, but again, I mean, like, Negoshi being around, with Se he's been with Sega for 32 Freaking years. That's a long time. Uh, that's almost my entire lifetime. You and I both, uh, I love Yakuza Like a Dragon a ton. I'm really looking forward to, you know, what's going to happen with uh, Yakuza uh, Like a Dragon 2. Let's just hope that they nail that. And we're yeah. uh, getting into that. Uh, speaking of other uh, famous folks that had to do with series that involve uh, the dragon name, a guy that has been very controversial as of Late, I mean, he was one of the main reasons you couldn't, you weren't really supposed to be streaming Dragon Quest Eleven uh, because Koichi Sugiyama did not want uh, the music being just available for everyone to listen to. They wanted to make sure you bought the game. Um, he's a very uh, anti-LGBT guy. Uh, but I don't want to talk ill will of a person that composed 11 main games, all 11 main games of the series. That's over 500 pieces of music, according to Square Enix. I mean, the dude's been there with the company for 
an extremely long time and to live to 90 and have that uh, legacy is uh, tremendous on his end, but uh, sad to, to hear that. Yeah. He he was, he, yeah. I remember, I think it was giant bomb years ago. I talked about like, he was the guy that wouldn't let America have like the good dragon quest soundtracks. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that happened, right? Like yeah. the, PS4 version of Dragon Quest XI did not have the best available soundtrack. It wasn't until you got the Switch version that you did get the Air Crystal. Yeah. You know? So and I think it was like Dragon Quest Builders too had the same problem. You know, yeah. Like it, <sighs> so dumb. But hopefully they change that stance. Right. Uh, now that we're... So normally, Mark would be a someone that is championing or at least talking about the newest Far Cry game that also came out this week. Uh, reviews seem to have not been very kind to Far Cry 6. I mean, that's uh, the thing is, I'm like, yeah, I think Far Cry 5 kind of burned to me. <laughs> uh, and that's not great to hear considering uh, love Giancarlo Esposito um, as a, as an actor. And that that, may, that alone makes me want, and obviously the setting for me being Latino, makes me want to play the game. Uh, but, you know, as Mark alluded to, lots of games to review right now. Um, and, you know, I mean, I Mark, may, yeah, I may still grab it or, you know, cause I, yeah. Yeah, I got like also Alan Wake waiting in the wings. <laughs> yeah. Alan Wake as well. Uh, that, that has been getting uh, good reviews. So, but that's a game that's that like, I don't want to get too deep into, especially with my controller issue. Like that will, yeah, I agree with you there. Not, yeah, that will not do that game, fit, you know, kind. <laughs> Well, the reason why I bring up Far Cry 6, um, just because it's not fair to really talk about when we, either one of us have not been able to play the game yet, is that inside Far Cry 6, there's sort of a hint that there could be a multiplayer game coming for the Far Cry 6. And then Jason Schreier has kind of gone on, well, he said this in June, but there's one more validity added to it that perhaps Far Cry 7 is going to be more online based uh, and more I, of a. Perhaps, I don't know how to take. Like, what does that even mean? You know, like more of a multiplayer focus, right? But Not I mean, I, I just don't think that. I mean, two players is kind of enough. You don't. You don't need a whole squad. You know, look, look how well that helped uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. No, I agree, and it's just like you should still. There's something to be said of like. You don't really need to mess with the main games. You want to do that, do like you did with the uh, Blood Dragon, right? Like make its own spin-off, whatever. Like I don't know why you need to make that one of the main games is like, oh now we're gonna add multiplayer, oh what, just so we can shove more microtransactions yeah. in there. I mean I don't know. I they could perhaps make it work for the story, but I don't know, that really puts me off wanting to play that if that's the case. I saw the thing about, uh, well, I saw the one thing about Far Cry 6 where it's like, oh, you get a whole bunch of customizable outfits to wear, like clothing to wear. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I'm still baffled because like, you don't, this isn't a third person game, you know, like you don't see your character. Uh, I'm pretty sure you never see your character except like maybe like very situational things, but it's not like who, who cares what your character is wearing. Right. <laughs> I like maybe it's just, it's just a thing. Some people like to have that creative element. I mean, it's fine, but I would rather have be able to see what you're wearing, you know, first. Right. Speaking of that, that, one thing Lost Judgment has is you now have gear in the game. Oh, nice. Which I don't think they've had in previous games. I'm pretty sure. 
He's like, oh, I equip these wristbands, and they give me plus five attack. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I mean, at least that's an improvement. You know, they're yeah. making uh, changes there. Huh. Speaking of uh, making a change here for Netflix, is I guess serious about getting into the video game realm. However, that is going to be, we still don't know. But they bought themselves one heck of an indie studio in Night School Studio. Of course, the developers of Oxen Free, now Oxen Free 2, and After Party as well. And I mean, what do you think about this? I mean, we we talked about Netflix, you know, wanting to get into games, and we said, okay, well, what are they going to do with that? Uh, you know, Sean Crankle, who's the co-founder of uh, Night School, said that this is great because it gives them the freedom to be able to make what they want. And obviously, they have the funding now. They don't have to worry about that. Uh, of course, some people are worried about what this means for Oxford Free 2. Is Netflix going to get involved and try to start poking holes in it and whatever? What do you think? Like, obviously, this is a narrative-driven studio. They make kind of narrative-type games. Not like full Telltale stuff or whatever, but they there's a narrative focus to their games, obviously. What do you think does this mean? I mean, it, it could work, but I just yeah. don't... I don't think how... I don't think a lot of Netflix subscribers care about games. Well, I mean, who isn't a Netflix subscriber? I uh, mean, <laughs> well, right. But I'm just saying, like, most people have Netflix, so like, I don't know where you, where we're. Yeah, but I'm like, not yeah. not most people are into video games, so you know. I don't know, man. Like, we keep blurring that line of like, there's so many people that play video games in some form or another, whether it's mobile or console or PC or whatever. Like, but also like. The, the, the inherent the problem is it's just going to essentially be a choose your own adventure game like that uh black I mean, mirror bandersnatch episode or whatever it's called like, i mean if this is what netflix wants to do right they're just are they going to do the google thing of buying a studio just to buy it and it has the netflix name on it and they're going to make money off of what part of the the sales of that game or whatnot yeah. And not necessarily, oh, we're going to try to make it work for Netflix. Or will they kind of offer their own Game Pass? Where it's like, okay, well, we own these studios, and for $5 more a month or whatever, you can play it on your computer. But, or Well, I mean, it's not, I, mean I, I would say that's almost not with the Netflix spirit. Or it's not, you know, I'd rather just buy the game. I mean, if they just want to make, if they just want to own a bunch of studios, that's one thing. But if they want to like integrate it into like the Netflix like platform, that is where this kind of falls apart for me. Because it's like, what is the like what is the number one input device for like a net for like a Netflix console, a remote control? You know, look at like an Apple remote. It has like a D pad and like a button on it, and that's about it. Right. I mean, it. But we saw that Stadia made it to where you can use other controllers, right? And Xbox has it to where you can use a PS4 controller and eventually but, probably a ps5 controller but that that factors into like what i was saying like not everyone is in the game it's like oh. right but i'm i'm saying like we're not talking about okay well netflix has to go and make a netflix brand well i'm sure they might uh, i'm sure just, they will uh, i mean that's uh, you know look at all the old google stock of stadia controllers and yeah i mean like i'm sure they they will not hesitate to make their own netflix branded controller and say oh hey well you can do this with a package uh buy this for let's say that they don't charge 60 and maybe they charge uh 50 or 40 or something and that hey 
now you can, for a certain amount of money a month, you can now go and buy or you can go and play a subset of games from our studios or maybe they, again, like I said, their own kind of game pass and they include other games that mess up necessarily that they own and you can play them there as part of a part of the service, an expansion of the service. Well, did you play? I, I didn't play. Did you play Oxen Free? Yes, I love Oxen. It's great. So uh, is it? I, I know it's an adventure game, but isn't there like free movement or it's not like it's not? Like yes, a there is. Narrative. No, 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 no. It's not a Telltale game. It's a, there's movement and you actually have to figure out puzzles and things like that. Yeah. So, so I mean, playing it on a computer is one thing or, you know, with a with a on a console. But right. Like like I said, like I, I just think like the barrier for most people is I have a Roku remote. What, you know. right, right, but this okay. So this is not. I, I don't think that they're trying to get, uh, like let's say, uh, my grandma, right, my eighty-two-year-old yeah. grandma. They're not trying to get her who watches uh, novellas on Netflix or some other thing uh, that that is used to having the Roku remote and that or or using the Chromecast, whatever. They're not trying to get my mom who doesn't care about video games uh, at her age of in her 60s. They're trying to get us, right? Our generation. They're trying to get the ones younger than us that are now doing stuff, uh, Netflix and chill. Like, sure. you know, our, our my daughter and, and further on, that's who they're trying to get with this. I'm trying to make sure, oh, and here's like it- something else we can offer you so you don't cancel your subscription. But I mean, I just don't. Well, I don't think like game like this is like one studio, so that's one issue. Like unless you're going like a huge buying spree, like you know, uh, THQ Nordic has been doing, like that might be an issue. But yeah, I I don't know. I just don't see enough interest in like Netflix as a gaming platform for you know this to be like a, a huge factor for people. Yeah, I mean, I think this that's the thing is Netflix kind of has to reveal more of what they're trying to do here of i really think that eventually they want this to become like their own game pass of we're gonna own some of these studios and they're gonna make uh games for us that perhaps aren't i don't know if they'd be eventually exclusive uh to where you have to have a netflix subscription pay uh you know play it or whatever or it's just an extension of okay well you already own these things that also have netflix on it um you can you can use those controllers and everything just as long as you pay an extra fee, whatever it's going to be, you can play these games. And kind of like, uh, you know, Epic doing their free thing or Twitch, uh, Amazon doing their thing. But like maybe something those, like that. Those, those examples are all like free, like pretty open narrative free games. Like, yeah. you know, Fortnite like doesn't have a story per se. So it's, yeah, like they can offer for, free, you know, I guess... In, I, I just if Netflix wants to own games for you, that's fine. Like, I go ahead as long as you sell, sell actually sell the games. But I would never yeah. subscribe to Netflix, to, you know, to play Oxen Free Two or right Bandersnatch Forty Eight or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what comes up out of this, right? Like, oh, when you mm. start, I think somebody made the uh, when this first came out. It's like, talk to me when you buy a AAA studio and tell me that. You're not making games for once right? Netflix buys like, Sega. <laughs> I, I hope not, but I mean, like that's the road. I mean, we talked about this before. That's the road we're headed down. We're going to see a lot more of this. We're going to see more studios get bought, and because that's kind of like movies isn't going to be. You're not going to make many more mergers happen. You're not going to have yeah, these big already, company. 
yeah. three or three or four big companies and that's it. Like so the entertainment world is kind of done in that perspective. The next phase of that is video games. And we're seeing uh you know, not to go off this topic too much, but we're seeing Sony all of a sudden a bunch of moves as far as acquiring studios. And this one was leaked a long time ago when we talked about the them acquiring Housemark. Uh, but uh, now they have announced that they also have acquired Bluepoint. And then there's sort of been a hint that Bluepoint could be doing their own original well, thing. They, yeah, they and, said they're making they're working in their own IP, which I mean, I guess, sure. But yeah, I, I think their remastered or you know, the remake remade uh stuff is good enough, you know. Like Yeah. But I mean if you're a studio that's what yeah, you want. You, you want to make your own stuff. You don't want to. Be yeah, you just don't want to like be like constantly. the emulation or like the port people. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, that's kind of what they're bringing in uh, the Nikkei for, or not Nikkei, uh, the Nixus or whatever, right? Like Nixus is around to port a bunch of games that already exist to PC. Yeah. Uh, so like, you don't want to have if you're Bluepoint and that's what you kind of made your name off of, but you don't want that to be thing forever. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's kind of like how Iron Galaxy. Uh, I mean, yeah, they were kind of known for making for porting over games, and then they made their forays into uh, their own games, some good and some right. bad. So yeah, you're gonna get <clears throat> some wins and losses. Talking about that, that's the I think for me, like one of the interesting things about Konami coming back into maybe coming back into wanting to make AAA games again, or at least remakes of their own. Uh, game their own big franchises like Castlevania, and there's already talk of them trying to find a studio uh, to make a new Castlevania, and perhaps you know remake of Metal Gear, and then what? I mean, Metal Gear kind of makes sense if you are really that movie. I, what do you? How do you feel as someone that is a big Castlevania fan, a big Metal Gear fan? Like, Konami decided to go away from making the big video games, and now they want to come back. Like, do you think this could work for them? Uh, I. I think the problem, the inherent problem, is even if they wanted to do this, they would do it incredibly ineptly or cheaply. I think yeah. as eFootball has borne out. Uh, right. So, I I mean, I would not want them. I would rather, you know, they can't, they clearly can't make a AAA game at this point. Even like a B-tier game, sad as that is. Like, they should honestly just sell the property or sell the franchises off. Yeah, interesting what that's going to be coming and you know mark alluded to it but eFootball 22 is uh the is lowest after. rated <laughs> game on steam of all time uh to be fair i really wouldn't that, that's not am, like a that's not a good metric but i mean yeah no and, it, I, and i'm still not like thinking that uh sports games are necessarily always like the thing for pc but either way it's still not great on all the other consoles and part of that is also like it was made to be free to play coming from a system where it was an actually a pretty good game. And then you like cheapened it. And then there's also a pack that you can't unlock for two months. It costs $40. Well, there's a pretty good Kotaku uh, breakdown of this by like someone who's actually is a fan of the game apparently, or, you know, of Pez and they were like, they stripped out almost all the modes. Mm -hmm. uh, And like, Passing Almost all the teams. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, I think the I think it was a guy. He's like passing doesn't work in the game, and you it's can't like play that is, soccer without passing. Th- yeah, he's like that. That's like <laughs> you know playing a basketball game with broken dribbling. Like that is the number. That is the first thing yeah. you have working, and it, like it just doesn't work. Or you know it's it 
it's incredibly slow. Uh, the AI is apparently terrible. Uh, and he was just like dumbfounded by it. And it's like, that that's what I mean by like, imagine the Konami of today trying to make a Metal Gear game. It's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like, no, thank you. And the th- one of the things I saw was, uh, I think this was like last week, people were, were speculating they were going to do a Metal Gear Rising uh, yeah. port or like remaster. And it's like, that game, mm-hmm. it's already out on PC. Like, that's a, that, if there's, I mean, people want other Metal Gear games to remaster or whatever, not necessarily the that one. <laughs> and that, that game, like, you can you can get that game or you can find that game very easily. It's, I think it might be, yeah. you can buy it on, you know, the PSN or Xbox storefronts. It's like not hard to find that game. Like, yeah, I'd rather have, I mean, the one I want is Metal Gear Solid 4, personally, but they're never going to do that one. Right. Uh, so, yeah, if like Metal Gear Solid 2 or 3, sure, but sell the franchise to Sony and have Bluepoint do it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, that, I mean, that is one of the ones that people were, were wondering. Maybe they are doing, uh, yeah. would they be doing the Metal Gear remake uh, as their next have, game? And Have, uh, Oh, what's that? The the Eternal Darkness people. Yeah, that could work. No, no, I mean they they did that one remake for the for the GameCube. Remember? Mm-hmm. But I don't think Dennis Dyack Studio still around. Uh, Silicon Knights. Yes. They just put out like a Castlevania like mobile game on Apple Arcade that is like apparently I I've heard, I've, I have a friend saying it's like, it's not bad, but it's more just kind of like free to play garbage or you know it's more the same thing and it's like yeah. Yeah, but some some of their free to play or it's not free. Some of their like mobile games and indie games have been decent. That but that's not the problem though, right? It's like it's one thing to say, okay, we're making a an indie game, uh, or we're making a one of our games, mo- putting it on the mobile, like like Sony's doing uh, as well. It's like it's another thing entirely to oh well, we're going back into the space, and then we're also just going to be kind of outsourcing this to different studios as well and it's like oh man what are you doing here you didn't let kojima have silent hill but we're gonna have studio number two three four yeah unknown have, studios who don't yeah. care about the who probably won't care about the about the uh, job there's just like a contract to them so it's like you know yeah i mean like how many cyber connect two situations you're gonna have with with those studios where it's like Oh man, look, I don't, I don't want to talk ill will about. Uh, who knows? Maybe these studios want to be great at at doing this. But I'm just saying, what if you do? And then it's like, oh, well, now what? Are we going to scrap it? Are, you're not going to bring it in house to develop what? There, you don't have anybody developing at Konami. So also, like, I would be extreme. Even if I, if I somehow headed up a game studio and Konami said we want you to make a new Castlevania game. I would say no, because I imagine they have so many like weird restrictions or like weird business practices that I would want like no part of it. I mean, unless you're hard up for money and that's what you want to do to like kind of get your yeah. Feet wet, but like I imagine the pressure that you will have is immense. Look, look at uh, Metal Gear like, Survive as example number one. Oh, God, don't even remind me of that terrible, awful. Uh, just I mean, yeah, that's a, that's the. The great tragedy is that Konami has some of the best franchises ever, mm-hmm. but their capacity to make new games or to you know, exploit those franchises correctly is gone. And say what you, say what you want about like Square or Capcom, like the relative value or the relative quality of you know individual games, but like hey, Final Fantasy is still going and it's still strong. You know, Resident Evil is still going and it's still strong. Like 
you can't say that about Metal Gear, or you can't say that about Castlevania, aside from, you know, this advanced collection, which, hey, is great, don't get me wrong, but it's a collection of their old games that they farmed out to, I think, M2. So, they, I mean, unless they're going to make another Pachinko game, which you have to imagine that COVID tanked that business. That, I, think that's the, that, yeah. I think that's why they're trying to pivot again. No, I agree. Yeah, because you don't have people going into these yeah, pachinko parlors and yeah, like slot machines and crap like that. So yeah, it'll be a while before people feel comfortable to do that, if ever, or you know, if not, yeah, twenty years from now maybe. But I mean, I mean, I think eventually, well, we will get. I think in America, yes. I think in Japan, no. (laughs) At least not for a long, way longer. Let's say that. Yeah, Grant. You're right on that. Uh, Look at like Sega's closing down all their like high profile arcades, you know, Tokyo and Japan. <laughs> you're uh, you're right there, sir. I, we'll see. Yeah, Konami. I just don't have a lot of faith. But no, however, God, no. Yeah. However, I do have faith in Capcom deciding all of a sudden make PC their main platform. Uh, and they showed that off with Monster Hunter Rise getting its own uh, release date. Finally, I think it's next year, January. And then, of course, the expansion uh, will come to that, too. Apparently, Resident Evil 7 still sells a million copies a year on PC. Uh, we've seen Sega make a move to PC and how profitable that's been. Sony is doing that as well. So Capcom can't really say that they're like, they've noticed this trend. A lot of people have been being able to benefit from their games on PC when they haven't been in the past. I, as I a think... PC person. Go on. Yeah, what do you, uh, so I was going to ask you, like a PC person, like, do you feel like this is just, well, you should have realized that a long time ago? Or is well, there something changing now that's making the PC kind of more of a... I think they said that in Japan, the PC is like starting to grow as a platform, which makes sense because I'm, I'm like gaming lounges are, you know, like the Pachinko parlor, parlor, parlor like right. they're not doing well. So, yeah. Uh, the problem is like a lot of Capcom's games on PC are busted or just right. not good ports. Like Resident Evil 8 is a, is a great example. Like, it has like some very restrictive DRM. Some crack or some pirate or cracker eventually like stripped out the DRM, and the game ran like twenty percent better. Oof. And it's like that's that is not insur- that is not like small. Like for the game to like run that much better, that that's an issue. Like I I think Cap- Capcom games on PC are not the best ported games or you know worked yeah. on games. So if they really do want to make that like the driving platform. Fix your shit would be my suggestion. Or <laughs> fix your shit. That's a fine enough goal, but some a lot of the games are just kind of weird on people, even like way yeah. back in the day. And especially now moving a what is was exclusively a Switch game over to PC, and then improving that, and just saying okay, 4K, 60, that's going to change everything. I mean, obviously it does. Uh, yeah. If you're you're going to be playing that on Switch. Yeah, let's you've you've got to do that as well, right? You've got to improve uh, the game's quality on PC, or it doesn't necessarily uh, mean a whole lot. I don't know how much the uh, there is a Japanese crowd that is like super PC master race, whatever about all the technical graphics and everything. Do they just want it to work on PC because the screens are bigger than their phone? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, definitely that's a thing to think about. Like, I mean, technically you could play it on a laptop that you could take. Uh, with you places, but you also have to have you know internet access now to be able to like play these uh, things and stuff. So it's yeah, to I remember, play online. I think I watched some video by I want to say the Modern Vintage Gamer about like Resident Evil Village and like it looked borderline like broken on PC with the DRM. And it's like yeah, that's yeah, 
yeah, it's like, oh, all right. I mean, I I played it on P, on PS5 and it was a okay there. So believe me, I would not buy Rhythm Evil Village on PC. Without, I think they eventually got rid of the DRM, like once right. this was like brought to their attention. But it's like you didn't play this game before that, or you know, like didn't you see it? Like it was like uh, when Ethan like blocks, like the game kind of just chugs along. I said, "That's what's going on here." <laughs> well, sometimes yeah, he, you he, gotta... put a, he put up a video. Uh, like three or four months ago, saying DRM has ruined Resident Evil Village on PC. So, ah, but that's uh, no, you gotta be weary of that. Capcom gotta be looking at how to improve that if you're, yeah, if you're doing that. So, Capcom get your s together, sir. Um, so we're we're already kind of like running a bit well. long here. Um, is there anything that you really, really want to talk about that we haven't yet? Uh, the God of War stuff is kind of interesting. Yeah. It, so this, I'm sure most people already know, but somebody, but like, so we knew that there's, they obviously announced a delay for God of War, but randomly one night, Christopher Judge just goes off on Twitter and he points out that nobody had told him to say this or anything. No one's cleared it. The reason why God of War Ragnarok is delayed is because of him. He's injured. Um, and had to have like various surgeries to his knees and hips and back. God, yeah, that's a lot. Um, he couldn't even walk. Yeah. Uh, to a point. And like, think about how so many studios will say, okay, the game is more important than one guy, right? Like, oh, we can find somebody else to play Kratos. Let's go. Let's move it along. Let's, you know, like, uh, we need to get this going. We need to get this made. We don't have time for this. You know, so for Sony, it's such a big company like Sony to not only delay the game, but then stick with uh, Christopher Judge and support him and say, look, we'll wait on you, man. Yeah. We'll wait on you. Um, obviously, I think the uh, the pandemic helps a little bit of like, okay, a lot of people are, are delaying their games. There's not a whole big rush to, oh, my God, we got to get this out right now. Um, I think that might help a little bit, but I think it's also just, it says a lot about uh, Sony as a studio. Uh, we're going to wait. And we're going to yeah. make sure this is the best God of War game possible. And it's not going to yeah. be good without him. Well, he was one of the, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was one of the breakout. I mean, he was winning. But, yeah. It was him <laughs> and, and uh, was it Roger Clark that year for voice actor of the year or whatever. Yeah. In uh, almost everything because he was so awesome as Kratos. Yeah. So, to like, you're going to say this is a God of War uh, continuation and then you're not going to have the same voice actors? Well, um, voice and motion capture, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, well voice and motion capture, and motion capture is so big on this on this yeah. game, the way that they shoot the game, all of that is super important. So, like, people would be able to notice straight away if it's not him. And I think Sonny realizes that and says, okay, well, we have to have it. Yeah. The other, uh, well, speaking of, that's a good studio story. The bad studio story is uh, Activision settled that one case, or that that thing, one of their yeah. things. I mean, that uh, doesn't really surprise me that they were able to fork enough money out to... I mean, uh, that that's my issue, is yeah. they they settled, like I think, one of the cases for $18 million. Yes. That's, million. that's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a lot for for you and I. That's for yeah, and, uh, I mean, yeah. If I said I had eighteen million, I'd be pretty happy. But 
for Bobby Kodak. I mean, even if, even if somehow Bobby Kodak had to pay that himself, that's not even like a speed bump to him. You know, it's like it'd be like an expensive parking ticket. You're like, all right, whatever. It's it's baffling because I mean, yeah, I think last year they made like nine billion dollars. Yeah, and it's, again, most of that's Call of Duty, right? And then yeah. King and uh, and then Blizzard stuff. You know, WoW and Hearthstone, right. and all that stuff. But so, uh, I mean, to be yeah. fair, like just to talk about it, this is the eighteen million is going into a fund for anybody that files a lawsuit right. of harassment or discrimination, and any claimant can kind of be like paid off with this. And this is for the you know against the EEOC uh, that made this lawsuit. So uh, they you know Activision wanted to just go ahead. And, I mean, there's nothing good to say about this company really, as far as like the heads of the company go. Right. This is just them like, well, we already know we got bigger fish. To, we got bigger things to deal with. Uh, bigger legal to, fish to fry. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, we need to get this that, that's more of a civil thing with all these people that are going to make claims kind of like out of the way. Right. And and not have it be um, taking up where our attention to yeah. to, to fight the, these bigger fights that we got to deal with. And I mean, and also in a way, it's also like, let's get some of that money to those people and and i guess also to kind of like get the heat off them a little bit like let's get this out of the way i don't know what that's going to necessarily do that but i'll I'll go with no but i mean it's 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 just i i actually saw that when it broke a few like last week and i was like that's that's insulting in a way you know like yeah if it was like 180 million that'd be like slightly better but I mean, Bobby Kodak has like 18 million probably and is like laying there on his couch, you know, let alone the company itself. Let's go find that couch. I want some of that. But all right. Um, so let's. Oh, uh, the Resident yeah. Evil film trailer. Oh, well, yeah, we can uh, put that in here with uh, this stuff as well. So they had the, uh, what's it called? Welcome to Raccoon City. Yeah. Uh, trailer for. Uh, this Resident Evil film. This is on Netflix as well, or I think it's coming it's, out to theaters. Theaters, yeah. It's coming out. I mean, obviously, which is, which is a good a good time for Resident Evil films. Yeah, day before my birthday. I look it. It looks. I mean, obviously, there's a budget uh, I mean, consciousness there, and you can see it in the trailer. But I thought it. I I'm not a I'm not a uh, Resident Evil aficionado like you guys are, but like you and Randy both are. I mean, but just. Having the characters that you know I know and their names and sort of a look and there's a progression of how you start out to how they look at the end of the trailer. I mean, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, I no, I, it's weird. I think there is a weird TV movie. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, like, you have that vibe kind of vibe, it. right? Yeah, because like, yeah, you you said like, hey, they got budget or they got TV. Uh, whoever you say, yeah, yeah. And that guy, uh, that guy's uh, Robbie Amel, Amel, Steven's brother, mm-hmm. and he was uh, he was also in like Legends of Tomorrow and like The Flash. Right. That's kind of where I know him from. And like they got Neil McDonough, what's his last name? Neil McDonough. Yeah. Yeah. McDonough. Sorry. Yeah. And like he was also in Le- Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash, I think, or at least Arrow for sure. And they have Kaya. What's her last name? Scudelario. She was uh, Claire in that thing. She's kind of a bigger film star, a little, but she mm-hmm. also comes from like the world of TV, at least British TV. So there were some TV stars in that, and I'm a little 
I would say shaky on the motivations of Claire, at least from that trailer, of her being like some right. weird conspiracy nut or something. Aside from Leon, all the characters kind of look look who they're who they're supposed to, and right. it's taking place in fucking Raccoon City. Almost, yeah, you, like you none of the movies the did. Only logos, one did. There's yeah, logos. There, there are there are clear uh, homages to the games, like the you know the zombie eating the guy, like you know in the dark, you know, they're like having the flashlight on them There's or like a, the RPD. You know, liquor that shows up. I mean, yeah. Or like the RPD right. building looking very much like how it does in the game or the right. mansion, you know, it's bad. It was baffling to me that Re- that first Resident Evil film, it's like, why doesn't this take, take place in the mansion? It's taking place in this like weird underground lab that like the game gets to for sure, but it doesn't like solely take place there. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't know if I'll see it. I'll kind of wait for the reviews, but Hey, they're at least trying to make it look like the game. Yeah, and that's a positive. Right? Yeah, you know that's. I, I mean, the other six films couldn't do that correctly. Yeah, so, but that's see, that's the thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be the most big budget. Oh my god, it's uh, this amazing feast for the well, eye I mean, thing. Yeah, the the other Resident Evil films were pretty cheap. Like this is actually pretty on par with those. Yeah, like but, most I mean, ex- like yeah. yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, it doesn't have to have all this bombast and whatever. It can just be a good film. Yeah, well, and, also, it's not like, yeah, it's not, it doesn't have to, it's not, it doesn't have to be a Transformers movie, you know? Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be a horror slash. Let's get the, yeah, let's get the horror down, the lore down, like, that kind of thing. Uh, placate more to the Resident Evil fan and not necessarily like, <laughs> oh, well, we got to make this um, movie that everybody can go watch. It doesn't necessarily have to be. That now, obviously, if you're Sony and you're wanting to make the money, then maybe you need to do that in some ways. But I'm I'm glad with the way it looks. Let's see when it, it actually comes down. To- it looks uh, better than that Assassin's Creed film, that's for sure. And that that thing was triple the budget of this one. Yeah, that's true. Which is like scary when you, I mean, you really think about it. Yeah, I don't know if this thing will be successful, but I I wish him luck. Or you know, yeah, I think it'll be all right. It'll be yeah. Fun. I mean, the, the, it's it's bizarre. Those other Resident Evil films actually made a ton of money. And oh yeah, like, that doesn't surprise me. You know, who's seen these films? You know, like people people go went saw them. Like it's crazy what a sequel can do sometimes. Of like people, it's a known franchise. It's getting a sequel. People will just go watch it. Like okay, we don't care whether it's good or not. It's like ah, let's go watch it. Whatever. I mean, clearly they don't care if it was good yeah. or not. And this is before, like, you know, this is before all the Marvel stuff and all that, you know, so uh, now it's kind of like you have some quality to the action film and, and people are kind of being a bit more uh, picky and choosy about all that. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. So moving on to how we always uh, end the show, looking at what is coming out in the next week. We do another episode. Um the big game, obviously, is Back for Blood. That's going to be on Game Pass. You play it on there with all your friends. You can go uh, purchase it as well. Um, it's already being previewed by a lot of people, so there will be uh, reviews out, if not now, pretty quickly. Uh, by the, I think by the time we get to Monday, Tuesday, there will be reviews out there uh, for the game. If you love your Left 4 Dead, you know what you're getting with Back for Blood. I like the, both of us like the, the preview, the, the beta. Um, so, you know, there's that. I mean, me and Yans would have liked it, but we only played one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to play a few times with uh, the Outer Haven crew, and I was getting to have all of them there. That helped uh, a lot. And not having randoms. Right now, they're playing with a bunch of randoms, and they're all going, oh my God, we're losing so much. It's not the same. 
Of course yeah. it's not. Don't that game's not a game you play with uh uh Monster Crown looks interesting for uh PC and Switch. It's an RPG. Um go check that out. Uh the Rift Breaker is also coming to Game Pass. It's an action RPG with mechs, so you know there will be a crowd for that. The Crisis Remasters are coming uh to all the systems, and especially like the PS5 Xbox is getting the, the first Crisis Remaster that's already been out for a little bit. Um, the Good Life is coming. The next, uh, was it Swiri game? That's also coming to Game Pass. Uh, and NHL 22, uh, the next sports game is coming out, uh, in the next week. And the that Demon Slayer, uh, Hinokami, uh, game, which actually looks really good to me. The, uh, especially I love that associated art style. That looks great. I'm gonna be interested to see how the the reviews are for that. I was tempted to maybe ask for a COVID. I was like, you know what? No, no, no. I've got way too much stuff uh, right now. I don't want to keep adding to my plate, honestly. And yeah, I mean, there's uh more stuff, but we'll have a show about then to talk about it. But I am reviewing something as well that's uh, coming out like in a couple of weeks that I can't uh, talk about. Uh, an indie game, so when we get closer to then, I'll Hello? be able to talk about it, but I've been enjoying it a little uh, so far. This, that small indie game, Halo? No, no. Not, not Halo. No. Uh, but yeah, uh, so and don't forget, we got Guardians coming, so alright. Forget all well, that. Forget all that, man. Regency Solitaire is hitting the Switch in, a, in, a, in like a week and a half. That, see, that's, that is what you are uh, saying. Of course, you reviewed that game, right? Yeah, Think so. Yes, I know. I reviewed yeah. the other two games the guy did, or the you know the company did. So definitely go uh, go to dotuna.com remarks review of that and more. And until uh, next week, everyone, appreciate you all that um, are listening or watching or however it is that you consume the show. Um, thank you so much for for doing that. And of course, if you're this is the first time, we are available anywhere that there are podcasts. If, and of course, we're on Twitch, YouTube, on the websites. Mark is at Humanity Plague on Twitter. I'm at David Sean. You can go find us, chat with us there. And of course, you can just go subscribe to the whole WCO network and you get everything that we do. My soccer show, Soccer the Max, I do with Eric. Uh, we just did our review of the first uh, book of qualifying game for this round with the US beating Jamaica 2 0. And then, of course, there's a game on Sunday as well that we'll be covering there. And you can get uh, the NFL show, the kickoff that uh, Eric does with uh, Harry and Nick Kennedy. And, of course, all of our entertainment stuff. Mark Rylich and his crew do a wonderful job. Uh, they, you know, reviewed the Venom movie and so many other things uh, this week that you should go definitely uh, check out. That's why you subscribe to the network and get all of that and more. So until next time, see you later, everybody. Later. Bye.